Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Musai Collective. I'm your host, Lindsay Cabrera, and this is episode one of season five. I hope your 2023 has started off right, and I'm so excited to bring you a fresh lineup of inspiring, creative muses from around the globe. I've carefully selected and curated these incredible women to help inspire and motivate you in your daily lives. If you enjoy listening to my podcast, I'd love if you could leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts to help us move up the charts. On today's episode, you'll be meeting Kiara, an innovative artist and cryptic creator who is serving up frequencies to open the mind and heal the soul. This full spectrum psychangelic transformer invites you to align in color and attune in sound. Actively involved in psychedelic art, psychology, medicine, and music communities around the globe, Kiara embodies the unifying power of light, color, sound, and the energetics of the human voice. Today, we discuss Dream Activation, her debut album, Psychangelic, and the NFT EP remixes coming up, art as a therapeutic tool, and so much more. This Psychangelic Musai is a creatrix to watch, and you can follow her on Instagram at Kiara Music. As she says, it is a key era for all to align in color and attune in sound. I hope you enjoy this episode, and here's Kiara on Musai Collective. Hello, Kiara. Welcome to Musai Collective Podcast. It's so nice to have you here today. How are you doing over there in Thailand? Oh, it's, you know, it's an early morning here. I hope everybody enjoys the uh, the early morning sunrise bird soundscapes of Northern <laughs> Thailand here in Chiang Mai. And how are you, Lindsay? I'm You look great. all bundled up. I'm bundled up. It's a cold night here in the Dominican Republic for some reason. Go figure. <laughs> I have this poncho on and I'm cozy. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited to be here with you today. I know we've been chatting throughout the months back and forth. I think the last time we tried to connect, there was like a hurricane whooping through. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't, uh, respond right now. I'm in, in the middle of a hurricane. <laughs> I'm little, yeah, but, survival mode. Yes, yes, out. yes. But here we are. So yes. I'm really happy. And it's a new year. Yeah, it's a fresh year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah, actually, you're my first podcast of season five and of the New Year. So there you go. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah. So let's get into it. So you're involved in psychedelic art, psychology, medicine, and music communities around the globe. Can you share with us your origin story and how you ended up on this path? Well, it, it all started with my love of psychology, really, and... and um getting into to that world and getting a, a degree as a mental health counselor. And um, so it, I think the journey started as a, as a, as a health journey or a journey into, into healing. And of course, as a therapist, you know, when you go through programs and get credentials in these ways, a lot of that work is reflective work. And a lot of it is, is going through the transformations that you're going to hope to help people lead people to themselves. Yeah. And so, um, and so it kind of started that way. And then, um, sort of in the midst of, of my Saturn return cycle, I actually took a big pivot and, um, started really focusing on art and music. Um, in, instead I, I kind of realized there was a couple experiences that I had where there was sort of, sort of seemed like some, some force, um, maybe from the future or maybe from my soul or my higher self or some, some aspect that was like, you know, maybe this is a pretty comfortable zone for you being a, a young therapist. Maybe you should push yourself a little bit 
harder than this now. Mm. And try to bring some more dimensionality into your own life and into your own experience that then you can impart in a different way. So, so it was, it was, it was hard to, to actually leave the world of, of mental health to do something. I had no idea what it was. Right. Right. And it's not like you studied art. It kind of just happens, right? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I mean, a lot of it would, would be like, you know, my best friends, you know, therapist friends, when I would have these sort of existential struggles or emotional crises, and they would remind me that I was an artist and I would just be like, what, what, what do you, I'm not, <laughs> but, but after years of, of, of kind of going through that, I, I sort of thought maybe I am, and maybe, maybe I need to be making more art. And maybe that's the, that's sort of going to be about more than just me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sharing you know? it. Yeah. Having an impact on others. Yeah. Yeah. You know, (laughs) talking about the, talking about the narrative of, of being a person in this world and that just happens to be me. But I think that a lot of, you know, what I've tried to do is, is talk about, is is talk about kind of our personal universal narrative stories of, of development and being uh, emotional beings in bodies and having brains and minds that are capable of so much thinking yes. <laughs> and all these tools that we have. And sometimes it's, it's hard to know where they all fit in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Okay. So from that perspective and that experience, it, it have you completely left um, working in that field? No, I, I actually, I actually, I took basically a 10 year hiatus um, from doing active mental health work and, and came back into the field, I think, like three years ago. Okay. And, and that was after almost a 10 year break. So wow. it was, it was really like, it sort of represented a, a, a completion for me on the, this sort of journey that was kind of a lot, the journey of my thirties really. And I was so lucky to be able to kind of all along the way, be able to create from um, really beautiful relationships that of people that really saw me and heard me and understood you know, what my potential is, what I'm trying to do, mm-hmm. what my message is. Yeah. And, and so, you know, all along the way, as I've gotten more clear on, on, you know, what I think my message is and, and what it is for me and, and thinking about what I'm needing and what I'm wanting, maybe what I'm missing or what I want to call in and what I want to contribute and on what level. And, and, and so, you know, people have shown up or just continue to, to roll with me as I've needed different things, needed different kinds of support, had to really change a lot of stuff, had to prioritize, you know, myself in a lot of ways to, to make things happen, had to, you know, learn about communication in a whole different way. It's been a journey. (laughs) Yeah. It's been a huge journey and it's, it's, it, yeah. It's, I I like to say, you know, every day I write the book Mm -hmm. and, and, and and I'm living the mystery. I'm living my own mystery and writing my own book. And so. I love it. Well, it it is, you get to create your reality. You get to choose every day, you know, what no longer serves me or like, what am I missing? Or what is the best version of myself or, Mm. you know, these little things. And, you know, sometimes you really need to carve out that time to have those conversations with yourself, you know? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. A lot of them. Sometimes in a mirror talking to, you know, I, I, <laughs> looking I've at yourself that. in the eye. <laughs> I absolutely, especially times when I've really felt 
a lot of resistance to to move past um yeah I think programming from from times when I was a lot younger than I am now and then mm-hmm. that I'll ever be again but um you know times when I was maybe more dependent and didn't really understand what was going on yeah yeah and so so sometimes it's like okay get get the whole tribe together of all the aspects and let's really talk about what are we doing here yeah exactly you know yeah, yeah, I feel you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, on season one, I had Colors of Love founders, Liz and Guinevere here on the podcast. And we talked yes. about dream activations. Mm-hmm. Love them, by the way. Big shout yeah, out to Liz and Guinevere. <laughs> <laughs> and so how has this experience been so critical in supporting the activation of your dreams? And can you also share with us what a dream activation ceremony is? Oh, I mean, <clears throat> Colors of Love is, has been, it's for me, it's been, I mean, I was lucky to to be really good friends with Liz and Guinevere and get to support them on their journey of, of creating this kind of a community space and a, and a gathering space with, with that level of intentionality around um, everybody coming together and, um, you know, being sat together and sharing, having... A, a little snapshot of time to share how everybody wants to color the world with their love. So I think, you know, it really holds your feet to the fire to, to, to be in a small intimate community like that, where there's a lot of accountability. And so you really have to kind of in that moment reconcile, oh, okay, this is what's happening for me now. And, oh, these people want to hear from me what my dream is for my life or how or in service or, you know, how to make maybe something that feels like a fantasy real or how to, you know, take a moment um, and be allowed and be given permission to actually do that. And and so that, you know, that kind of started everything because it's been uh, it's been over five years and more than that. And, you know, so when it first, when it first started, I was really in a place where I didn't really know what I wanted to do anymore in that moment. And I kind of just thought, well, I'd like to help people sort of play. And that's kind of what I was doing in, in that moment. I was just like playing and exploring. And, and, you know, and I'd done a lot of that as a therapist, you know, play therapy with children. And so I sort of, you know, felt like, okay, well, play is always important. You know, everything that, that that happens in those early stages of development, it, you know, t- to stay an integrated whole person, we need to continue to be in relationship with 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 the versions of ourselves that that are here to play. You know, yes, absolutely, and just tapping in and like bringing out that inner child in you, whatever it may be, you know, whatever like sparks that fire in you, or mm-hmm. you know, like dancing and creating art or you know, just being with your friends and family or whatever, yeah. like makes your soul happy. <laughs> yeah. Cause I think like people and as adults with responsibilities and stress and work and da, 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 da the box of that matrix, <laughs> mm-hmm. it can like take you off course of like living your life instead of just like working, 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 working and being stressed out and kind of getting, going down that route. And I think like mm-hmm. when you carve that time and space for yourself, to, you know, tap in back into your inner child and do something that allows you to play. It just brings back this like innocence in you. And yeah. it, I don't know, I think it just like, keeps you young. It's a reset. Exactly. And it's like, it <laughs> yeah. keeps your spirit young, you know? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I, I think 
with that, I mean, and just hearing you talk, it just makes me realize, oh, you know, that's the version of myself that I've always really created from. Mm. And then to see how real and how transformative um, some of my, you know, aligned and very blessed creations, you know, where they've gone, it, it makes me feel emotional actually, because, you know, that represents my investment in my inner child space. Yeah. Wow. That's really, really, really nice. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So can you tell us like how the dream ceremony goes? Like, what is it? Of course, Colors of Love is very focused on celebration and connection and, um, and collaboration. And so, so it's, it's, it's focused on house music, deep house, techno music, uh, you know, good, just good quality music for music lovers. But it's, it's, you know, we, we want to actually promote real relationships. And so the events are small enough and we keep them small enough that during the course of, you know, really good music programming and really good workshop curation and everyone, you know, doing that whole dance, we all come together and make a space and a time for everybody to get up on a microphone and say, this is my name, this is my dream. And then everyone does it. And then after that, more more dancing and celebration and music. And, and it just really deepens the connection and, and sort of the intent, the community intention around where every person is feeling inspired and, and, and also, you know, where they might need support. Yeah. I would assume that while you're in this circle and you're listening to everybody share their dreams with you, you know, maybe you remember, I mean, maybe there's lots of people, but maybe you do see the person's face and you're hearing what their dream is and maybe you know, later on you see them and you maybe have a conversation mm-hmm. about that, or maybe there's ways that people can collaborate and support each other. And I remember something always. about that, what Guinevere and Liz, they were always saying was, you know, it's just speaking it out into existence, mm-hmm. you know, because your words are your frequency and, and then the universe is receiving it too. So, and everyone in front of you, you're being accountable for it. So it's like, you're really putting like it that. in the, you're putting it in the grid, you know, you're yes. putting it in the space time, you it kind of, kind of makes it real and it sort of grounds it in a shared consciousness. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what kind of can make, you know, because sometimes these things, you know, they can just be fantasies and, and they don't ever get integrated into somebody's real life. And maybe, yeah, somebody, you know, it's, and it's easy to play roles and work and things like this, but sometimes there can be that split. And so these moments, it's really like this cataclysmic recalibration of like, oh, 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 all these things that I, maybe are they even possible? I don't know, but it's just a dream. So it's okay to say it. It's okay yeah. if it doesn't come true. It's just yeah. a dream. And I but, think people you know, are, I'm, yeah. And I think people, sometimes. they have the dreams, <laughs> but they don't know where to start. They're scared, limiting beliefs, yeah. this and this. So maybe this also gives people the confidence and tools to move forward because they feel supported. Right, <laughs> exactly. And so then all of a sudden you have this integration of, of these really deep yearnings and desires. And then, you know, real community support. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's like for me with my music project, I mean, I don't know what it would, would have been without, without everybody in that community being able to track what was going on with it, to hear it, to, for me to have a place to, you know, play my first gigs, you know? Yes. Yeah. I mean, even now it's, it's, it's like, yeah, I've put in a lot of work on my, on my project and it, and it lines up really well with, with what Colors of Love is about and is doing. And and that's great. And, and so it's like, you know, we just were at Wonder Fruit and did a big cacao dance ceremony and Wild Surrender did a oh, beautiful journey. 
And then I was able to pick up and and play a lot of my new remixes. And a lot yes, of I saw that today, actually. I saw that on, on, on your video. Yeah. 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 Really cool. <laughs> and a lot of it, it's like community members and real relationships. Like yeah. the, the person that films me, Ross Silcox with entirety, you know, he's, he's amazing. And he's been able to kind of, you know, point a camera at me and give me little, little bits along the way, you know, because he knows he's known my dreams every year. I love that. For years, yes. you know, and so it's like, that's investment, you know, that's, mm-hmm. It's it's community commitment. Yeah. I like you know? that community commitment. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Accountability on, on a mm-hmm. whole on a whole radical level. Because I think as a lot these days, you know, we there are certain kind of events and they're really focused on other things, but it, it's hard to 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 find a space where you can actually connect at a gathering with people and come out of that experience because of the depth of it, feeling like you both really know who each other are yes. and, who, you know, and be able to, to continue to, to grow in collaboration. Exactly. Yeah. It's a special one. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. Yes. Yeah. So speaking about your music project and manifesting your dreams into reality, let's get into the journey of your debut album, Psychangelic and how everything aligned in divine timing for you. So can you share with us how this project was birthed, the concept and the inspiration behind it? Uh, well, the, the project was sort of about me transitioning from being singer-songwriter, kind of acoustic guitar playing, you know, Danielle Huggins into really in, investing and committing to actually having a good co-producer that could help me find the sound. And with that kind of came well, maybe make a, I like to name things. I really like to name things. And I think that's part of how I work as, you know, just as a narrative therapist and, and, and as an artist is when we can name things, then we know, then we can at least start to define that name. Mm -hmm. And so Psych Angelic kind of came to me because I've always really been interested in just all things psychedelic, you know, music, it just, just everything Um, is sort of extra perceptional, you know, and, and imaginal and liminal and, and, and sort of the space between dreams and, and waking life. And so I'm always really interested in that. And, 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 and that kind of brings out sort of the angelic sort of part of what this means. And for me, the angelic side of it sort of means it's like how we kind of bathe ourselves in harmony you know, or resonance or tone, melodics, things like that. And what that does for, for the system to, mm-hmm. to get to actually just resonate with, with those kind of frequencies. And so for me, that can happen in the voice that can happen with, I, I love analog synthesizers and those warm, you know, fuzzy sounds yeah. and, and tones that come from, you know, real tubes and yes. stuff. And so that's been a huge part of the project. So we actually made a manifesto trying to understand what we were going to be doing with the sound design. And, you know, it's like muffled beats and things that seem like they're kind of out of time or, or all timeless and, and kind of wanted to create like a capsule of full spectrum sound, you, you know, from, from deep anchoring low bass to nice little trippy fun stuff up the top and then like kind of harmony sandwich in the middle, you know, I really (laughs) like that. (laughs) So that's nice. I want to hear it. I haven't heard it yet, but I want to hear it. And atmospheric. Yeah. Atmospheric. Mm. Like angelic. Yeah. (laughs) And starting next month, you have the remix EPs coming out, except they're 
NFT standard hybrid releases. Yeah. So I know what those are, but can right. you tell us more about your Web3 journey releasing music as an NFT for the first time, right? It's the first time? Yes, right. So yeah, the, it's 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 been a really unique situation. It's because basically I I have an amazing record deal that's the first of its kind with um, Iboga Records, Iboga Tech, and Sofa Beats. So all kind of uh, under the banner of Iboga Records, who obviously are absolute legends in the in the world of psytrance and techno and 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 down tempo music with Sofa Beats now for like 25 years and and they're just they're just amazing quality people and they happen to hear my stuff because they collaborate a lot with somebody that I met living on a tiny island in Thailand playing gigs who happened to be starting uh, founding a company at the time called Record Shop and Record Shop is is the first electronic curated platform for um, NFT music. So he was just making it at the time and kind of got got this record contract deal done and and um, got 15 artists to remix tracks of mine from my original unreleased album. And they kind of said, you know, the album really loved the sound and they were just like, oh, this is so quality, but it's so its own thing. It's so what it is, which is what every other label had said to me, you know, for years mm-hmm. before that, you know, the labels that I thought, oh, I'll try it here. I'll try it here. I like this label, you know, and they said, it's so, it's such its own thing. And so together we all kind of came up with the idea. Well, yeah, but you know, she's got her own sound. It's a psychangelic sound, but what if we, you know, what if, what if the label artists actually take the remix parts, take the vocals, all those seeds and all those stems and, and, do different edits. So we've got a full, a full spectrum palette of, of this thing. And, and so, and, and then with a whole build out on the visual side, my brother, Electric Archaic, Jonas, that was the the coolest thing about the NFT sort of record deal (laughs) with the record label and with record shop was being like, okay, I had this concept album that I did years ago. There hasn't been a home for it for years. There has been this idea of wanting it to be an audio visual thing because I always wanted Kira to be a lot about, you know, light and sound and color and tone and voice. And so when there was a chance to actually do the visual side with, you know, and think about these different packs and think about digification and bonus content and and all these things having this exclusive collectible value and being, you know, the first generation with a new release model, I mean, that was the alignment that felt really incredible. And that's what we did. It took about a year to to actually build it out on all feel those like angles. It's yeah. perfect timing because yeah. I have been working in the Web3 space now for about a year and a half or so. And now more so than ever in the last six mm. months, I'd say we're seeing a lot of artists in the electronic dance music industry starting to release music as NFTs or... Mm showcasing nft artwork at their shows as visuals these things so i feel like yes i know it took you a year of building this but now it's Mm -hmm. coming out well it's kind of at a boom it's the thing right now (laughs) yeah so i think it's perfect timing for this release to come out and you know it's it's leading the way or being a leader because i think a lot of artists are afraid to or they don't understand it seems very complicated. It's not mm-hmm. as long as you know you got to do your research and, or maybe have an advisor mm-hmm. or someone that can help you understand yeah. how to release music as an NFT. But I'm seeing this a lot, especially speaking to artists that I used to work with for many years. They, uh-huh. they know that they need to jump on the bandwagon, but they don't know where to begin. So right. 
Yeah. So there you yeah. go. I think you're, you're ahead of the, the whole like industry there. <laughs> well, I got very lucky. I mean, apparently I was in, I was in the right place at the right time yes. for that alignment and I was prepared for it, mm-hmm. you know? And so who knows, who knows how these things happen, but it, you know, it, it feels like magic when it happens. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially when it's been a lot of work and then you just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes it just takes has to surrender. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, because obviously I mean, you've had it for a while, like without a home. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. you were patient and you didn't give up on it. So there you go. Right. But the <laughs> surrender was, was definitely a part of it. And, and you're right. And, and so the, the, the pioneering thing has been really fun. And that was actually something that I would joke about a lot because I, I you know, all these things and I think art and, and stuff, you know, I like to think about it as just experiments because then I don't get my sort of identity too caught up with it. And then I'm not, you know, vulnerable to how, of so, what, what the outcome is of something then means something about me, you know? Yeah. And, and that's, you know, that can be a thing, right? Especially mm-hmm. when you invest a lot mm-hmm. in something. And, and, and so I would joke a lot for years about like, as I was thinking about like, oh, well, I, I just think it'd be fun to like pioneer a genre. I just think that'd be just fun. And, you know, and, yeah. and, and, and so I would always joke and joke with people at parties, like, well, what's your genre? You know, like what, what's your genre? What's it called? You know, and especially mm-hmm. my friends that like music and have their own kind of signature as we all do in whatever we do, giving it a music focus is, is, is kind of fun and interesting. And, and then, you know, sometimes life imitates art and art imitates life. And, and then you find yourself in a position where you're like, you know, it's like that talking head sign. Like you might ask yourself, like, how did I get here? Yeah. And sometimes <laughs> it's like, well, you know, talking about it, even if it's just, even if you thought it was joking. Yeah. No, you're I doing know. the work alongside that. All yeah. of a sudden, like, poof, you know? The universe is Hello. listening. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think so. <laughs> okay, everyone. We have a preview of one of Kiera's originals called Love's Lost Belonging. So enjoy. Okay, everyone, that was Love's Lost Belongings by Kiara off her album, Psychangelic. Kiara, tell us more about this album. <laughs> yeah, so so this album is, is really extra special now because, it, again, we've got four Psychangelic remix packs, audiovisual analog dream world remix packs up on record shop, the, the platform I was, I was telling you about that allowed me to, to build out all this, this concept and create the sound color bubble. So, so people that buy each pack, they will actually get my original album airdropped to them. So in the packs, there are four remixes from amazing, some amazing artists. This track actually, uh, Angabot did an, did an epic remix of Love's Lost Belongings for me. It's in my third pack and uh, living light, Eartha Harris. Oh, what an amazing woman she did. 
she did a remix for me of Love's Lost Belongings and it's in my first Psych Angelic pack. And they all, so they each have full length music videos, all from, made from screens, talking to each other, old TV screens and tapes and camcorders. And it's really <laughs> cool. So, so yeah, so any, that's, that's where that is now is actually the album at the moment is not going to be available to be purchased. It will only, you know, and it won't even be available to buy as an NFT. It's, it's, it's only bonus airdrop for awesome. people who engage with my, with my project. And so that's been a really cool concept of like, you know, how you, how you digify things, how you get people to invest and then give them something really special that they can't buy. It has to be, you know, given yes. that investment, mm-hmm. uh, but kind of like we're talking about, you know, yeah. like we've been talking about. So yeah. Yeah. And and also building your community around this. So Mm -hmm. it's really big in the Web3 space is building community around your project. So this is a great start, you know, in doing that. And, you know, they can follow your musical journey as you continue to do this. (laughs) That's right. That's right. That's so well put. I love that. That yeah. yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about <laughs> art as a therapeutic tool and its life meaning. In what ways have your multidisciplinary art creations provided you with the therapy that you've needed in your life? And what are some ways someone can start to incorporate art into their daily routine? Yeah. So I would say like, you know, even with this song, uh, Love's Lost Belongings, I mean, this song was really about me trying to find a way to to express a concept that I was having a direct experience with, as we all do, you know, love and loss. And 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 really that's, you know, if if we condense every a lot of stuff down, you know, I mean to the kind of pure attachment level, which is actually sort of like the pure survival level. <laughs> um that that is the that's the that's the dichotomy or those are the two sides of that coin of being a relational being is love and loss and i had a couple of relationships that felt like sort of these muses in a way where i was really working through these these concepts trying to understand you know what was happening in in relationships as i think a lot of us do especially now in this day and age and and things can get pretty confusing and 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 so you know for me, Love's Lost Belongings was really a tool for me to try to engage with the part of myself that was hurting over over things mm-hmm. and also try to um, to give a space for that and then make a narrative for that that has some, res- some kind of a, a resolution or a hope for a resolution at the end. And that's what I'm really interested in is creating these capsules that are like these stories that that um, that leave space in every way for things to change, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and but to also be real about what what is being expressed, even if it's vague, you know, I mean, I do like to keep things simple and effective and kind of vague, like keywords, giving people space to, to almost like a projector so that people can have their own processes that might be different to mine, but there will be something in there that resonates with this kind of material I work with. Cause I, this is what I work with all, all the time, every day with my clients. Yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. Actually, level. 
<laughs> that was actually where I was going next that oh, you yeah. mentioned that you mentioned you are a relational attachment therapist. So mm-hmm. in what ways are your creations informed by your work? How do the two complement and influence each other? I mean, sometimes I'll send mixes to my clients if they've got songs in there that that I've done that almost as, as like a bit of a even a transitional object, which is kind of relational term. And And I think for me, sometimes it's like, when we go through these tough moments, we can feel very alone. And, and so um, how do we be with ourselves and witness ourselves in a way where we're not alone? Sometimes that's through listening to music and just having that presence there, that mm-hmm. sort of angelic, it feels like a very angelic presence sometimes because it's, it helps us anchor when, when things are difficult or maybe when our other anchors are gone, which again is that is the last piece, you know? Yeah. And it is a way for us to love ourselves, to actually give ourselves that space and that time to, to go into those emotions. And I think music's just such good medicine. It's such a good tool for that. It's such good medicine for that. You know, there's not a lot of wrong ways to share it. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's not a lot of wrong times to share it. Do you know your audience and does it match? And, and, and so it's, what a treat that we have this thing that there's going to be something for every time and there's going to be something for every place and there's going to be something for every person. And so, so I always want to be sharing those vibrations while Absolutely. I'm here. Yes, I agree. <laughs> and it's funny, as you were saying that I was thinking about also we have the Musai Mix series and mm. when I'm sharing that with friends and, you know, especially during the pandemic, like the thick of things, I would have friends message me back and be like, wow, I really needed that today, you know, or yeah. that uplifting, like mm-hmm. it's just music, you know, oh, and me chills. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, I'm so happy that I can share that with you and that, you know, it helped you today. And, you know, mm-hmm. I said it before and I'll say it again on this podcast that music is medicine. I think I even have, yeah, I have it in the, in every mix description at the end, I put music is medicine because uh-huh. I want to share that with people. So it is. And as a we have the same message. Yes. <laughs> Brilliant. Woo. Great. So, but for you as a songwriter, you know, how has music and specifically songwriting been medicine that you dose yourself to honor your experiences mm-hmm. in a way that can resonate with others? When I actually spent a lot of time, I spent a, a year sort of back and forth doing a lot of medicine in, in Peru and and things like that. And that was kind of really where it would, it would be really interesting because, you know, I felt very blocked and very limited and very stuck in my life at that point. I didn't really know my purpose. I didn't know what I was supposed to be doing. I, I wasn't doing therapy at that time. And, but I was doing a lot of medicine and I, w- I had a guitar with me and it just was amazing. It just was amazing what happened with the connections in my brain around things and, and how the writing came out and how fun it was for me to twirl words around, play with words, stack multiple layers of meaning in just a couple words, you know? And, mm-hmm. and so for me, all the music that I've written has been written for, to be medicine for me because it's what's come out of me as part of, you know, giving myself whatever kind of medicine. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like your internal medicine, like coming out of you, like mm-hmm. sharing it with the world, but it's what has been like created within you or your experiences. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of power in, in, I think some of the codes that we just have and hold mm-hmm. just by being here. And, Absolutely. And I think that's true for everybody and we all have our own signatures and, and probably callings of ways that that are going to be the coolest of how to share that 
And yeah. that's all art. That's all, that's all life art work. Yes. Yes. It's funny. Cause I always say that like <laughs> art, it, you know, your life is art. Like how you do yeah. anything is art, whatever you create and you, it's your art, it's your art. Like no one can tell you it's not, you know? So right. exactly. I love that. And I love that you can just mm. like create whatever you want and share it with the world. And it might resonate with somebody or make their day or, you know, or the music is just so uplifting. It changes your vibration, your frequency, like art is beautiful. Like it just makes you feel good. <laughs> yeah. And it's all valid. And it's valid. Yes. Yeah. And so then it just becomes about what do I actually want to create and what is, what is going to be good enough for me that I want to hear it, that I want to listen to it. Yes. And that, that was the big, that was the biggest, that was the biggest thing for me is like, what level am I going to choose to come at this from mm-hmm. and how much am I going to invest and commit in getting the quality that means that it could actually hold my own attention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? True. Yes. Actually, yeah. that scares me because I know I have like such a like snobby taste in music sometimes where I'm like, yeah. I know what I like. I know what I don't mm-hmm. like. And so like, but am I able That's to right. do that one day? I don't know. <laughs> That's right. And that, and that, that, was a, that was a really fun experiment and it's, it takes a village and it takes the key, right? People and yeah. that resonance and that sound, you know, and and that relationship, that good working professional relationship. Yes, yes. So it's, yeah, it's a lot of alignments mm-hmm. and attunements. And I talk about that all the time, mm-hmm. you know, aligning and attuning and aligning and attuning. And it's kind of that figure eight and, and hopefully you're somewhere in the middle of it, you know? You'll fit there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for sharing. All right. We're going to get to this part of the podcast where can you please share with us maybe one or two muses in your life that you'd love to give a shout out to today? Absolutely. My brother, my brother, Jonah, um, Electric Archaic is his, is his handle. And he's, he's an amazing music producer and he's been producing music since he's a kid and, and really always the best things that I ever found. You know, he was always the first person that I would want to share them with because I knew he would understand what the feeling was of why I, I, you know, liked a certain thing and that he would like it too. And so, and so, you know, he inspires me constantly because he's constantly creating and he creates for himself. You know, he creates what he wants, the way he wants it. And that's the way it goes. And that's been so inspiring for me. And also just to have such a high level of commitment from him with my project where, you know, certain things with the visuals and things like that, you know, when you're coming up with, with 15 music videos and all the art direction and the ideas and the things that have to flow for that. And, and so a lot of, and that kind of leads me to my second muse, which is, which is dream space, my own dream space, because, you know, a lot of times I would, I would get these downloads in, in a liminal space and, you know, just upon waking up or upon going to sleep where, you know, I would see things that, that are really cool. And, 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 and so to have somebody who, I can say, oh, I, like I had a dream that some angelic presence led me into a big room and there was a TV and they showed me how hearts fly in the sky with wings and it, it was so beautiful. And, you know, can we do something like that for Love's Lost Belongings music video? And then for him to be able to be like, actually do it. Yeah. And, and for me to be like, oh, well, that's what I dreamt. Oh, this is weird, you know? Yes, yeah. Those things. Yes. And so, yeah. 
<laughs> no, but I love that. No, music. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but that just opened a whole other can of worms of like uh-huh. uh, creative downloads. I was just like, right, reading about that actually right before our yeah. call. Yeah, because uh, yeah. I was curating uh, another interview for another guest later this week. And mm-hmm. I was getting into like her rituals or like what was inspiring her for writing. She's also a songwriter. And mm-hmm. um, and then I just got into my own wormhole about creative downloads. <laughs> and I was just like, you know, getting some details wow. online. And now like I saved it all and I'm like, okay, I'll just read this later. <laughs> but oh, I feel like I want to do like a whole episode on that. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for that. You episode. know, I just want to... I might do it. Yeah. I might just do like a solo episode, just like talking about it. I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) But I'm, but I know that I have those too. So it's also coming from some experience as well, where you, you know, have this like download, like where you just feel it or you see it, or it comes to you in dreams, messages, you know? So yeah. It's like, it's real. (laughs) It's like, it's real somewhere before it's real here. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And we still have the choice of if we're going to make it real here or, or, or not. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I know. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing that. (laughs) We're going to get talk for ages. I know. I know. We're going to get to follow your bliss finale question. Can you share with us one positive affirmation for today? You know, I kind of just, I kind of just made it my tagline for, for Kiera, because again, with these code word reminders, and, and I like to say to myself, it is a Kiera to align in color and a tune in sound. I love that. Yay. <laughs> that was so yeah, nice. Let's do it. Yeah. <sighs> well, everybody. Thank you so much. Yes, Danielle. Thank you so much for being here today. Kiera. Thanks for having me. Everyone. Stay tuned for the releases coming out. The remix is coming out over the next few months. And thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me, Lindsay. <laughs> okay, Have we'll a talk blessed soon. Year. <laughs> Can't wait for your podcast <laughs> on, the, on the dream space. Creation <laughs> downloads. Yes. Have a beautiful day and we'll see you soon. Okay, bye-bye.